We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're live. Good evening, Broncos country. It's We are here with Orange and Blue View again. And we've got, you know, myself, Thomas Hall, and Ron White coming at you with some, uh, you know, pretty interesting stuff from Rookie rookie Minicamp. So stick with us for a while. How you doing, Ron? I'm doing well, Thomas. I'm doing well. Nice weather here in Atlanta. And looking forward to... Uh, talking about the things that went on in rookie minicamp today it was it was an exciting day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> rookie, so. we're all starved for some Broncos. You know, we're all starved for Broncos news, and finally, you know, we got to see some rookie minicamp going on, and uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can bring some stuff to all the listeners out there. Yes, definitely, definitely. We're going to jump into the chat real quick and just kind of check out, see who's in. We got our, our guy, Dylan, uh, is in here, as always, checking it out, saying, what's up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit the like button. So please do on the way in. Share on all platforms and su- subscribe if you haven't already. It's great advice. Please do so you can get those alerts. Thanks, Dylan, for being here. Appreciate it. Thank Staff you, writer with uh, Mile High Huddle. And we got uh, him come in already talking about Drew Sanders making his presence felt. We're going to hit that for sure. That was the that was probably the biggest news in my mind that came out of there. Although there is one other pretty big news that we'll touch on as well. Wasn't from a rookie, but uh hopefully we can touch on both of them tonight. Yes. We've got Dominique Martin coming in. Orange and blue, Mile High Huddle, Broncos family. Hello. I can't wait until at least preseason. I'm going insane watching highlights daily. Mile high huddle for life. Go Broncos. I'm with you, Dominique. What, Ron, I mean, are we starved for Broncos uh, Broncos news, Broncos games? It, it's an exciting thing, uh, exciting season with all the changes, man. So how, how are you feeling so far about seeing the rookie minicamp going on and everything else? Yes, I want to first thank Dominique uh, for the comment. You know, we appreciate you. And Dominique, I'm right there with you. Cannot wait to at least preseason. I, I want to see how the Denver Broncos play football, respond under this new regime. Um, also excited to see the rookies. Um, as we saw in minicamp, there were some great flashes. And I am very ready for this team to take off um so i I go insane as well just watching the highlights i'm starved for (laughs) football i'm starving for games i'm i'm starving for you know these wins um that the broncos are going to get um this season so i'm I'm right there with you 
Yeah, well, hopefully we can satisfy a little bit of your needs until uh, Broncos start happening when we do a little discussion here. But please jump into the chat. Make sure that you uh, you know have your voices heard. We can talk about what you want to talk about, and that's what we're here for. So jump in there and uh, and say say hello. Uh, say put your comments into the chat. We'll jump on them. We've got Flazify coming in. Uh, well, he is, or she is, I'm not sure. Uh, but going back, going to pick up a Drew Sanders jersey, Flassify says. I wanted a jersey from this draft. Hopefully I made the right pick. I hope so too, because I am a huge inside linebacker fan. I have been forever. I'm old school. I know the roles have kind of diminished. But to have another great inside linebacker in the orange and blue will be great. Because there's a pretty darn good history of some greats. Uh, that were in the roaming the middle, starting with Randy Gratishar, and then you've got you know several more after that, all the way up into you know Al Wilson, many many. So I hope you made the right pick too. Drew Sanders obviously made headlines today, and we can jump into that, talk a little bit about that. I'm going to grab one more comment before we do it from Kevin Gray saying, "Evening Broncos, Country Thomas Ron Scott, who isn't here." Uh, it's just us today. Anyway, big mile high salute. Great pressure from Sean. Nice to hear from an old school coach. Really happy Denver Broncos for life. Mile high huddle for life. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Really appreciate that comment and uh, being here tonight. Really appreciate it. Yes. And I want to go back to Flazify um, for, for a minute in regards to Drew Sanders. So a, a lot of draft Knicks Flazify did say that Drew Sanders was the steal of this draft. And, you know, we got him for at a good value. And, you know, the, the play today, you know, so just for everyone's awareness, uh, Drew Sanders did make an interception, a pick off of, it was Ben DiNucci um, yep. in rookie minicamp today. Um, and if you go listen to the Denver Broncos presser with Sean Payton afterwards, Sean Payton kind of goes and explains kind of, you know, the background behind the interception and, and said that it was a great play by Drew Sanders. But, you could already see him just in coverage. And that's been the issue with the Denver Broncos over the past decade of we, we do have solid inside linebackers. You know, we love Josie Jewell and, you know, we brought in Alexander Singleton, but they're, they were always missing that dynamic coverage inside linebacker. And with Drew Sanders, we are hoping that that's what he can bring. Again, flying around the football, flying around the field, in pass coverage, you know, picking quarterbacks off. That that's what the Broncos have been starving for on defense. And we hope, you know, with this pick that we can get more of those plays. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to I don't want to like boost everybody up too much. It's rookie mini camp, right? It, it's very early. Uh, it's great to see. Uh, it's we're not I don't want to come off saying it's like the you know next uh, second coming of Randy Gratisher here or anything but it is very very nice to hear that there's an inside linebacker that was dropping into coverage making interceptions making plays in coverage uh, I, you know he's a versatile athletic piece who's going to be uh, you know hopefully a, a big part of this Broncos defense but yeah he was kind of the star of the day right he, uh, he everybody was talking about him, a lot of buzz but there was other things that were going on too some other good uh good plays by the rookies there was quite a few people there uh there was like 50 players so there's only five rookies that were drafted there was some are uh, you know many undrafted rookie free agents and then some kind of veterans like ben denucci who's 
he was, you know, he's he's a little bit of a veteran, so to speak. Played in the XFL too, and now now he's back with the Broncos. So there were some, there was quite a few uh, players on the field for the Broncos. It wasn't just him with a bunch of uh, you know un unknown rookies that uh, there were. You know, Ben DiNucci's played good ball, so and he picked him off. So that's it's promising for sure. Yes, we got Jesse Hilborn coming in saying, "Good evening, everyone. Good, we are having a good start to the weekend." Every time I hear Peyton speak, I feel more at ease. Ease like a parent telling you everything's going to be okay. And that's a, yeah, that's a huge thing. And thank you, Jesse, for coming in with that comment. I think everybody kind of realizes at this point that there's finally a real leader as a head coach after the few that have come in that w- weren't quite up to the challenge, right? They, and that, I'm just going to be honest, they weren't quite up to the challenge. And it reflected on the football field, it reflected in the locker room. Now there's somebody who's experienced who knows what he's doing on the field, knows what he's doing in practice, Does, doesn't even have uh, logos on the rookies' helmets right now, right? That's, that's you, that, that, you know, you got to earn your earn your emblem, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's nice to hear. And he said some good, he had some good things to say, for sure. How, how do you feel about what he's talking about, Ron, and, and things like that? Yeah, Jesse, thank you again. And I, I agree. It's, it's good to have veteran leadership at the head coach position. Uh, you know, with Sean Payton, it, you know, he's, of course, he's, he's done this several times and he, he knows what he's talking about. When you listen to him speak, he provides great details, good transparency, knows the players, um, kind of, kind of, can kind of give you specific background and details as to why certain plays worked, why certain plays didn't. Um, I know he mentioned with Ben DiNucci, he, he made that joke about the pick. Um, and he was saying that, you know, he praised them with the pinners being there. And he was saying that. Uh, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And Anucci can go and work as a greeter in one of the Walmart stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just thinking the rest of today. But, um, you know, again, you know, things like that is is why we are starving for, you know, football and this experienced head coach. So I'm right there with you. It makes you feel, makes you feel like a calm fan, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So 
Yeah. I, there, there's been a lot of excitement, really, every time a new coach comes in. And I'm just going to say he- hello to Michaela for coming in. Thank you for being here. Good, she's saying good evening, Broncos country. You know, obviously, one of the uh, one of the legends of uh, Mile High Huddle. Uh, so thank you for that. But, yeah, it's, you know, I was excited about Fangio, and that flopped. I was pretty excited about um, uh, Hackett, and that was a flop. And, you know, now there's reason to be excited. There's reason. I mean, this isn't somebody that has never done it before. He's done it before. Peyton's been there, won a Super Bowl, has put great teams out on the field, compete, you know, very competitive teams. Even if they didn't win the Super Bowl, they were very close a few times to getting back, a couple odd plays that kept them out of it. So there's reason to be excited. And obviously, the, you know, the team has to come together. There's got to be better play on the field than there were, was last year for sure. But it is very – It's there's there's a reason to be excited – and again, like I've always said, I want to wait to see it, see them win on the field before I get too excited. But I hope they come out. You know, the schedule just was released and come out and and hit the uh, hit the ground running. Yes, most definitely. We got Phil coming in here, Phil McLaughlin on our OGs. Thank you, Phil. You know, we always appreciate you. He says, "Good evening, Thomas and Ron. I was surprised to hear Peyton saying Javante is looking good for the season opener." I am still doubtful. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag MHH for life. And thank you, Phil, for your comment. And this was also one of the topics that we wanted to get to because this did come out of the the presser today with Peyton Yep saying that Javante is going to be ready by the start. And I'm I'm still hesitant. I still have my reservations um, on that just because that that injury was very severe and. I know it takes, you know, with modern medicine now and such, it does take mm, a year, a little over to kind of, you know, get over a full ACL. But with Javante's injury, it was more complex than that. So w- when you look at it, we're talking a year and a half, maybe even close to two. And then if he gets out on the field, what is he going to look like? How is he going to run? What What's his style of running going to be? So, you know, those are things in the back of my mind that, that kind of gives me cause to pause of, you know, how will he look when he comes back? And then if he is able to run, will they maybe use him in certain situations? I I, I see it more as a, you know, Jones Jr. and P. Ryan kind of doing that share load until Javante kind of gets back to full strength. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the surprising things, Phil, and I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm still doubtful as well. Yeah, that to me was a big surprise. And Phil, thank you for the support. Thank you for the Facebook stars. We appreciate that as always. You know, your generosity is is welcomed and and we're very grateful for it. But Phil, you're right. I'm I was surprised to hear that. But if you look at what they've done, right? They've they've been talking about Javante being ahead of schedule. So they they haven't been, you know, saying, Oh, well, we'll see, we'll see. They they've been pretty adamant about Javante coming back and being ready earlier than expected. So there's that. Plus, they haven't made a whole lot of moves in the uh, running back field. I mean, they went out and got Perrine, right? They went out and signed one player. But we we were all expecting them to bring in another veteran running back because we assumed Javante Williams was going to be at least midseason before he was able, able to get back on the field. They didn't do that. Everything really is pointing to the fact that he is going to be ready now, when they say ready, I don't know how ready, but he, you know, part of that was uh, what Peyton had said. Uh, Sean Payton said that they hope he didn't have to start on the pup list. 
So if they're they're not going to put him on the pup lift list to start the training camp, that means he's pretty much ready. I mean, he's he's going to start doing contact drills sooner than expected. He's going to probably be a contributor sooner than expected. That gives me great hope. I love Javante Williams. I knew he's going to be a fan favorite. I knew he ran hard, and that was a devastating injury. And I was the first one to say, temper your excitement about getting him back because the studies out there show that he may never be Javante Williams again. But you got to look at what's happening. I mean, they there's evidence out there that's that's pointing to the fact that they're not just saying it. They're actually, you know, backing it up by not going out and getting more free agent, uh, you know, uh, signing free agent veteran running backs in the meantime. So it gives me hope. I, I, I'm doubt. I want to be doubtful just because I'm like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but man, they're saying, they're saying things that are kind of, and they're doing things that are pointing to the fact that he may be ready to start carrying the ball on day one. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's still concerning, you know. <laughs> I know. I, you I'm know, you. it's kind of one of those things where, uh, again, I, I do see them playing this carefully. It, again, I can maybe see a few snaps here or there, and you're right, you know, not on the pop list. So that that does mean that he is going to start. It just a matter of how are they going to use him and what plays. Um, I, I see it for the first portion of the season. Again, you know, not kind of a few starting snaps, sharing it a little bit, you know, not being that bell cow until, you know, he comes back from that injury. At least that's kind of how I see it in my mind. Yeah. But we'll see. And let's let's really hope that he doesn't get re-injured, right? Let's not move him back too fast, right? Take take it easy. Get his confidence back. Get, you know, get his uh, body ready for that impact. I mean, I guess they say once that's uh, been you know, mended and healed that he should be able to play as normal, but we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Gary Palmer, the legends coming in with a 1999 super chat. Thank you so much saying, Hey, Thomas, Ron and Scott, I just can't help it. I'm starting to get excited. Go Broncos. Buck them. We're all with you. I mean, you can't help it, Gary. It, you can't help it be excited because of what is going on. It's a completely different scenario this time around than what we've seen the last few years. There's a quarterback that is capable of being an elite quarterback. He's shown it had a bad year last year. You got a coach capable of winning the Super Bowl. He hasn't been there for a while, but he's what he's doing shows it. And they've made some great additions. That's going, that is going to help the team both from what it looks like free agency and some really good, even though they didn't have first-round picks, some pretty good additions to the team, in my opinion, that will help right away on special teams in the draft. So I'm with you, Gary. Yeah, thank Gary, thank you. You know, we always appreciate you. And I'm right there with you, Gary. You know, to Thomas's point, the dynamic, the energy, the vibe in Denver is different. Yeah. And, you know, it all starts with, of course, the Walter Penners, but also with Sean Payton. And now that we have a new experienced head coach, I think everything else kind of trickles from that. And we see it. We see the excitement um, coming even from the rookies. Again, the plays today in Broncos uh, rookie minicamp um, kind of had me on the edge of my seat with Drew Sanders and, and Mims. Again, I'm not giving my hopes up. I know it's just <laughs> the first assignment with the rookie minicamp. I understand that. But you can't help to be but excited for what you see so far. 
And hopefully, of course, that trickles down into the season. We, we hope that this sustains into the season and then Broncos start to put dubs on the board. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. And David McElrath also coming in. Thank you, David, for being here. We really appreciate it. And we really appreciate the support, as always, coming in with a super chat saying, good evening, Broncos country. Tom, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. MHH for life. Fuck them. Times two. Denver Broncos. For life. Thank you for being here, David. You, Again, David. your generosity is welcomed and appreciated. Yes, thank you very much. And we got Peter Middleton coming in saying, good morning from Cambodia, Bron- Cambodia, Broncos country. Awesome. Thank you for joining us from Cambodia. Wonderful. Around the world. Doesn't matter if you're in the Mile High City, Cambodia, Canada, wherever. As long as you're a Broncos fan, you're part of the family. Yes. Thank you, Peter. Good morning to you. <laughs> All right. And then we have X Phoenix Fire X coming in with a nice perspective here. He says, with the way Javante runs, I'd shelve him for the season regardless. Hmm. That's actually, hey, well, <laughs> again, I, I think it just really depends on, you know, at the start of the season, how he feels, right? How, you know, how's that? How those knees, how is he running? You know, how does he look on the field? Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but then again, coming from Broncos HQ, the, the plan is for him to be ready. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're encouraged and they think that he will be ready by week one. Yep. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to putting him on the shelf, but if that happens, right, we still have concerns with the running back depth. And given what the Broncos have done so far or not have done so far with the running back, chances are that he's going to be there in the season opener for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Well, that. and I'll just tell you, I did a lot of research on it. Oh, I didn't do the research. I read research on it. Okay. It's a it's a very tough Injury to come back from only 17% of the players that have had that injury return to their former playing uh, self, so to speak. And Jesse Hilborn's coming in. Uh, he's talking. The only thing I can see is the fact that he's still very young and, and the body is better at bouncing back. But I still read about the injury once it was reported and that was extremely disconcerting. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it was to us too. It's just, it's pointing to the fact that he's back. And, and if he's healed and it, it then it becomes a, a mental game more than a physical game. If he's healed in that injury and they're give clear all clear to go back to full contact, he needs to get his body built back up. He needs to spend that time. They should work him in. They don't have to throw him out there and have him tote the rock 25 uh, times a game. Put him out there, let him get hit, let him feel that impact, get his mental piece back. And then from there, it's all pain tolerance, right? That's what it really boils down to. Once you're healed, can you handle the pain of, you know, as, as it's still healing and, Hopefully that, you know, as he's, as he starts to build back into football shape and getting hit and that mental piece is coming back and the pain starting to go away, he, you know, he should be okay. Now I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but if they're going to return him to full contact, that means he's healed and ready to go. So there's, I'm hoping that that doesn't mean that it's more susceptible to injuries. Yes. Definitely. We got David McIlrath coming in saying he's super excited. We all are. It's awesome. Thank you so much. David. Got uh, Joseph Mil- Milanowski saying, what's up, everyone? Go Broncos. 
Also, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yeah, Mother's Day is tomorrow. So if you haven't gone out and got your uh, gift for your mother or your card, you better do it. Better do it right away. So uh, I wait till the last minute. It's unfortunate, but uh, uh, hopefully people are smarter than me out there. <laughs> yeah, I usually do as well, but I, I, my sister and I got ahead of the curve this year. So <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and if you if it's a Tom Nalen fan, there's these uh, Tom Nalen sweatshirts out there. In fact, it's his birthday today, so we'll wish a warm, happy birthday to one of the greatest centers of all time. Tom Nalen should be in the Hall of Fame. Hopefully, this is his year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We got Keith Brugman coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you so much, Keith. It's great to see you here again. Uh, we love uh, your comments. He's saying, my guys, Thomas and Ron, SP, Sean Payton, they don't want to see these guys doing well elsewhere. It doesn't matter how you get there. I'm assuming that Sean, you're, you're referring to Sean Payton's uh, comment about it's, it doesn't matter if you were drafted. It doesn't matter if you came in on an invite. It's a clean slate you have just as much chance of making this team and contributing as anybody else. And that's, uh, I mean, that's the way it should be, right? I mean, Ron, that's the way it should be. If, if this player is better than a, a higher round draft choice, don't get rid of him just because he doesn't have the pedigree. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. And yeah, yeah, I think that's what Keith is referring to. If not Keith, just kind of clarifying the comments, but yeah, I know he made that comment in regards to, you know, they come here, doesn't matter, you know, where you're picked, you know, if you're undrafted, if, if you come here and do well, um, that's good. Because his regret is, you know, them cutting folks or folks not making the team, another team picks them up, and then he that player does well in the other team. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's come in, compete, um, you know, work your tail off. And, you know, if if you come in with the right mindset, um, doesn't matter how you get there. I know he mentioned the, I think he brought up the Adam Thielen as an example. Um, yeah, just come and compete, undrafted or not. Come in and just do your job and go from there. That's right. And we got uh, Robert Newman coming in from Colombia. So we got Cambodia, Colombia, all over the world. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope that you're having a, a great day in Colombia. Thank you very much. And we've got a question here from Zach Powers about starting on the pup list. It means you can't play until week seven. They changed that actually. Um, the pup list actually, um, the there's a few things for the pup list that that make it uh, more beneficial. But I think it's only four weeks now. Once you're um, once you've been uh, on the regular season on the pup list, I think you have four weeks. But they can be activated at any time though. So if they're ready to go the day that they're activated. 
they can be activated for the um, for the reg, you know the 53 man roster. So it's not as long of a wait anymore, and you can be activated right away. So it used to be that you would you know it was about halfway through the season before uh, someone on the pup list could actually be on the field. But now it's you could be on the field by week five. It's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. And and if you're on the pup list before the regular season, you can start playing at any time. So it, it, it's only, it only matters uh, once you hit that 53 man roster final cut down that there's a little bit of a waiting period. But if you're on training camp, you know, on the pup list and training camp and you're ready to go during training camp and preseason, you can be activated anytime. No wait. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming Zach. Appreciate it. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. And then, uh, We've got uh, we've got Michael Davis coming in to saying temper expectation for Jay Will next season. Think J.K. Dobbins twenty twenty two bringing back the right way. I, I hope they do. Ron, you were kind of saying that earlier, bringing back the right way. Can what do you what's your uh, kind of feelings around the right way? Yeah, thank you, Michael. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that we're we're sharing a brain here. Yeah, bringing back the white way in terms of again not having him be that bell cow you know, being on every snap, you know, it, in certain schemes, certain play designs, bring him back. Um, I, I would envision P Ryan or maybe another running back kind of taking the load and then in certain situations have Javante come on. So he can, you know, at least start to get the conditioning back, make sure he can, you know, run as we know that he can run. Um, so slowly kind of working him back in the fold would be the the right way. Now, it's going to be dependent upon obviously how he looks before the start of the season. And I do have a few comments in here about, um, you know, maybe having a revenge game, having him play week one for the revenge game against the Raiders, because that's when he was hurt, week five game. Um, but, you know, that that's all well and good. And I'll, I'll bring up Austin here as we were talking. Yeah. There we go. Um, as we were talking. but. But yeah, Austin, I see what you're saying, and that that would be that would be good. But at the same time, you know, the injury and the health is just of the utmost importance, and we, we want to work him slowly. At least the Broncos should work him slowly back into the fold. So, again, that's how I see the right way going to bring Javante Williams back. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And uh, we got uh, Daniel Cross coming in. I hope Javante takes all the time necessary. I want to see him running downhill through folks again. Go Broncos. And we all do. We all share that same. He is so fun to watch. I, he just, yes. I, he's so fun. He doesn't go down on first contact. People are, you know, he's carrying people down the field, just like, like you want to see a, you know, a strong back that, uh, you know, just plowing through people. So we're, we're with you, Daniel. We, we hope he's the Javante of old and he comes back stronger, better, and ready to roll. Yes, Daniel, I agree. And I think there are two Javante Williams plays that come to mind. Um, Tommy, you remember the one, I think it was the Ravens game. Ravens came to Denver and we thought he was down on initial contact. And I think it went for, was it like 20 or 25 yards? Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. And then you got Quinn Miners. you know, when he's doing those long runs, he's pushing the pile. Those two are fun to watch together. And uh, you know, him jumping over the pile at the end, it's, uh, those two together were a blast to watch in a miserable season. Unfortunately, you know, Javante's season got cut short. Ernie Mays coming in from San Diego, California. Thank you for, for popping in. Really appreciate that. 
And then we have Phil McLaughlin, uh, Phil McLaughlin coming back in with some more Facebook stars. So we really appreciate that support. Phil, thank you so much. And he's asking the question, if Javante is ready, would you play him in preseason games? And that's a tough one, right? How you mean fully ready? If he's fully ready to come back and they say he's completely cleared for all contact and he has actually been in training camp taking hits and getting his body ready, then you might want to play him a little bit, get him out there. But if he's just ready, you know, so to speak, that he's back for, uh, you know, he's ready to have full contact with him, but he hasn't really played much in training camp, hasn't taken any hits, he's kind of been, you know, working on the sideline, then I wouldn't. I would say no. I would say let's wait, get him a little bit more practice time, get him worked in a little bit more as he, you know, gets a little bit more ready. I, I, what, what's your feelings on that, Rob? You took the words right out of my mouth, Thomas. Thank, thank you, Phil. Yeah, it really just depends on well, what do you mean by ready, right? Has he, again, to your point, has he gone through training camp and taken those contact, those hits? Um, or is he just ready to go out in the field, right? Well, what, what, what does ready mean? And, you know, if it is, if it's the latter, I, I wouldn't want him playing in preseason games just because we don't want to um, be risky or propose re-injury to anything, um, especially before you even play a meaningful game, right? So it just really depends on what what they deem as ready, what, what ready is meaning in this point. So That's right. Yeah, and I like the comparison here that Keith Bruggs ma- Brugman is making. Uh, uh, he says, I want Javante Williams to have a Willis McGahee-like return story, very similar injury to McGahee-Miami. Yeah, McGahee had a, uh, a great career after not, you know, with his career in doubt, having that major injury. So that, that would be great. And, you know, Javante's young like somebody pointed out i can't remember who it was but you know they're healing getting back and, and you know he's not he's not 30 years old with that injury so hopefully he can return and and you know continue to wow the fans and and dry, you know be back on the angry runs list and all that so i hope so too and this is a great question here or a great comment from zach powers coming in he says i like to see the demeanor of all the rookies in the interviews you can tell that they are being told to say very little and they're doing a good job at that lol Ron, do you remember what uh, the, do you remember the uh, reward? There was a reward. Did you hear about that? I didn't hear about the reward. Okay. So Sean Payton is going to give the rookie, a rookie with the most bland non-answer answer to any of the media questions. I think a $50 gift card or something like that. Whoever can have the best non-answer answer while they're up on the podium. And so, you know, they're promoting this, uh, you know, let's not talk. Uh, let's go out there and play. Let's just, uh, you know, we'll focus on football. And I think Drew Sanders end up winning it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, you, you're right, Zach. It's uh, the they are focusing on football. They're not having a bunch of distractions, which is wildly important in my mind. There was too many distractions last year, and it showed there wasn't someone at the helm that could really reel all that in, get them more focused, get them ready to play football, which is what it's all about. And I know these players – they have their, you know, some of them have a brand and they need to build that brand. But in the end, it's all about winning on the field. If you want to go, you know, have your brand and that's going to be your main focus, then then retire and go do that. But when you're on a football team, the most important thing is winning games. And now we're finally seeing a head coach that can focus them on that. And it's showing already with the rookies. Yes, Zach, I I, I agree. It's I'm, I'm glad that you know, with the rookies, obviously you can sense the excitement in their voice, but 
also you know that they've been told to just say very little and, and i like it it's all about this mantra that sean payton has now of not leaking out too much information yep the season at all because you know he made it abundantly clear that we, we need to focus on football right we know this organization has not performed well on the field in years and so having this mentality of not saying much as little transparency as possible of what's going down in practice I think will be better for the team in the long run. Um, so he, you can tell he's laser focused on making sure that, you know, folks are adapting to his scheme, um, adapting to his coaching style, his leadership. Um, and we're not hearing too much out of Broncos camp. So that's good. Yep. Jesse Hilburn hit the nail, nail on the head. Yes. Best coach move of the year. I agree, Jesse. It, it's it feels like it is so far because the Broncos were so far down on one end and it feels like they're going to bounce back and it's going to be much better. So I think it's important. I think that I, I think it was the head coach. I also think bringing in that uh, the guru now I'm misplaced his name for the injuries. I think that was a huge thing as well. And, you know, you got experienced people in there that know what they're doing. Hopefully the injury bug will be mitigated. To a certain extent, you can't keep all injuries out, but you know there are teams that seem to be able to keep the injury bug down pretty low, like Kansas City. Hopefully the Broncos are on that trajectory as well now with these coaching moves. And you have a real leader who is able to get his strategy through his leadership and have it play out on the field with all these coaches and all of these players, and that's what we're excited about the most. But there's other things to be excited about too, right? They're, the rookies are, are the ones out there doing it right now. We've got other reports. I mean, we've got we've got Mims out there. We've got Moss. We've got some undrafted. What what are your thoughts on on Mims so far, Ron? Mims looks good. Um, I, I see the speed on full display. Uh, there were a few um, plays. I think he was kind of all over the field. Um, and, you know, we, we see the, the quick twitch, the speed. Um, I think one play was – it was an incomplete pass down the sideline, but um, you can tell um, the reason why the Broncos drafted him, um, you know, to be. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What Hamler was supposed to be, right? Also, Montreal Washington as that hunt returner. So you see those flashes or those capabilities there. Um, so I was really impressed or encouraged with what I saw from Mims today, for sure. Also, uh, Raleigh Moss. Um, was good as well yeah um you know the 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 quick feet change in direction was also on full display today um so i would say those two also impressed along with drew sanders yeah and i'll just go back to to marvin mims right i i think you you hit the nail on the head marvin mims is there he's he's kind of that uh similar to kj hamler similar to um montreal washington as far as dynamic ability on the field with the the speed and the quickness the short area quickness but he's also a little bit thicker right mm -hmm. so he can handle the punishment a little bit better so that's 
in my opinion, has been KJ Hamler's issues. A little bit more slight. Not his body's not really able to hold up to the punishment, so to speak. And he's been injured a lot. Mim seems a little bit thicker, so he still has that speed, still has that quickness, but he has a more NFL uh, body. Not quite like um, uh, uh, Steve Smith, but you know, in that a little bit because Steve Smith lasted for a long time in the NFL because he was he looked small, but he wasn't. He was really thick. He had you know he had that thick body, even though he was short. He played a lot of time in the NFL, and I think that's what you could say. I'm not going to compare Mims to him by any means. I mean, the, the guy's a borderline Hall of Famer, uh, but that that's what you're getting when you when you look at the difference between him and KJ Hamler and uh, Montreal Washington. So I, I I think it's a huge deal. And someone made a comment. I can't remember who it was. One of the media members was like his. He's saying his ankles just hurt watching him out there playing because he's just out there, you know, uh, moving so easily, you know, making cuts so easily that, you know, defenders are, are, uh, kind of, uh, going to break their ankles out there, so to speak. So I, I liked it. It was great. Um, uh, it's a good, it's, uh, you know, like I said, right away in the show, it's early. It's just rookie mini camp. We can't get too excited yet, but people seem to think that the Broncos got some steals and, and Mims, you know, they traded up for him. Maybe he is one of them. Yep. The only time will tell. Also, uh, Dale Skinner um, looked good as well today. I mean, when I saw the, the photo and videos, I'm like, wow, this, he's really bigger than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a big safety. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully that, that, that'll that translate well. I, again, I've been watching more. Again, you know, you and Luke have gotten me on the Dale Skinner bandwagon for sure. And he he's a baller. He's a ball hawk, man. So I'm I'm also encouraged um, that he's going to do well. Too. I'm look I'm looking forward to. I just want to say hi to Donnie. Thank you for coming in. Saying go Broncos. Let's get it done this year. Appreciate it. Appreciate you being here from Facebook. I I just I like Jail Skinner. I mean he's uh, I think he dropped in the draft because of his injury. Uh, he didn't get to showcase all of his abilities. I think he might be a steal as well. You know, I can't say for sure. You know, we're all hopeful that he is, but uh, he, you know, he's there's a long list of safeties the Broncos have had on this team that have turned out to be uh, great players. Some of them were later round players. I hope he's able to contribute on special teams right away and start to work into the mold uh, of replacing, you know, somebody in the secondary as, as, you know, Justin Simmons, not getting any younger, you know, that type of stuff. So he, I think he fell, I, I think had he been healthy, he might've been drafted much higher, maybe even two rounds higher. So let's, let's hope that, that uh, let's hope that that is the case. And we, I just want to make uh, grab Jesse Hilborn's comment here. Peyton and Belichick are both Parcells disciples. Disciples, they work on the same wavelength. Yeah, uh, it is true. It's no nonsense, really. Pa- uh, George Payton has had a little bit more influence from other other coaches. I'm sorry, Sean Payton, not just Parcells. He's he's worked with others, but yeah, they're disciples. It's interesting to me when I look at Bill Parcells' uh, disciples right right after Parcells, right the second tier. So Belichick's had great success. Payton's had great success, but people that his leadership style doesn't like continue down that tree very well. Right. So it's good that we've, you know, the Broncos have got that really close yeah, branch, very close to the tree as, uh, as farther as, as opposed to farther down. Cause a lot of the Belichick, you know, Belichick people didn't survive in the NFL very well. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but that's the way this has been going. He's not, he doesn't seem as, um, I mean, let's let's face it. Bill Parcells was kind of a hard ass, right? 
he he was gruff. He you know he didn't. He, but Peyton seems a little more laid back, but still using those same principles, right? Of doing it the right way and not having distractions and and being a great leader out there. So thank you for that, Jesse. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. And I I, I agree. They were all you know on the same wavelength. You know, I think you know Thomas summed it up where. Yeah, Bill Parcells was a hard-nosed <laughs> coach for sure. But you see, and we can say the same with Bill Belichick, obviously, very hard-nosed, very much a hard ass. But with Sean Payton, you get a nice balance of, you know, keeping things close to the vest, but also holding people accountable and being hard-nosed only when necessary. You still see him, you know, having a good relationships and such with the players. Right. Um, and the players respect him very well, too. That's so you, you have that balance with Sean Payton and you, you'll see that come to light. Actually, you've already seen it. And of course, he's well respected in the league, as we know. So um, I think with that balance um, that Payton has, I, I think that's going to carry us a long way as well. And there's more than just respect. I mean, they the players obviously respected Hackett. They seem to like him a lot, but he just didn't have what it took in the other areas to make a team a winner. Peyton does. So they, he has the respect, but he also has the knowledge and the leadership ability to, to bring out the wins. I'm expecting a lot more wins this season than, than last for sure. And we're going to grab Phil McLaughlin's coming back in with more Facebook stars. Again, we hear generosity. We we love it. We appreciate the support as always, Phil. Thank you so much. And I love the comment, right? He says, I love the fact that we open and close the season against the Raiders. Also, based on the schedule, do you guys feel the first half or second half is more favorable for us, assuming we are healthy? <laughs> I I I hope that it's you know comes down to it like to smacking the Raiders around uh, just for fun at the end of the season because the Broncos have already made it into the playoffs. That would be great. But uh, I hope that they can get two. I hope they can beat the Raiders twice. That's what that's my hope. I think they can based on the state of the Raiders. Uh, but I don't, after seeing what's happened the last few years, I don't want to count, you know, I don't want to count it in the wind column just yet. Cause the rivalry, it's a tough rivalry, even when they aren't very good. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. This is a good question. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's already one over the Raiders for the season over. I'm booking it now. It's, it's going to be a win for the Broncos. Um, Josh McDaniels, Versus Sean Payton. I mean, you know, it's it's already it's already <laughs> and, it seems like a mismatch. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And as far as your question on the first or second half, so I would say this. I would say that bottom half is a little bit more favorable. Um, the, the the first, I would say that like the first quarter of the season, three and one minimum, even four and zero. Oh, um, I think we have yet yeah, the Raiders. We have, uh, I think Miami's in that first quarter, the Commanders, um, and the Bears. So, yeah, that first quarter, yep, yeah, three and one for sure at, at minimum. And then as you start to get into that second quarter, that's where things get a little difficult, you know, with the Chiefs. I think we have the Chiefs, uh, what? two weeks apart, I believe, or something like that. Um, and that during that middle of that season, um, the jets, I'm not too worried about Obviously I know Aaron Rodgers is there now, but it may take a little minute for that offense to kind of really click 
So we may be catching the Jets at a time where they haven't really come together yet. Um, but I would say, yeah, that that second half is very much favorable for us um, in the sense. I think there's Houston at the bottom. There's Minnesota, who I'm not scared of. Um, the Lions are, might be a little tricky. Um, <laughs> I think the Lions are going to be very good this season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not too scared of, of that bottom half. So I would say definitely the, the, the second half for sure. I, I think the first half is easier for a couple reasons. Well, depending on how the team clicks to start out, right? If they're still struggling with the offense and, and whatnot, which I don't expect, I think they should come out of the gate pretty well. The first half of the season, you got five home games, three away games. That right there is a huge benefit coming out of the gate. But the the quality of competition in the first half doesn't seem to be as strong to me as the back half. And and on top of it, you only have two division games, and you've got you've got the rest of your division games in the second half. So for me, the Broncos need to come out of the gate strong, and they need to they need to put some wins on that board before going to the second half because I think the second half is going to be a struggle. You got at Buffalo, that's tough. Minnesota was strong last year; they're going to be coming in the Mile High Stadium. Uh, well not mile high stadium anymore, <laughs> whatever they're calling in power, but they're going to be coming to mile city. They were pretty tough. And then you've also got, like you said, Detroit's a tough team. New England is, I, I don't care. They're not as good as they've been, but they're a well-coached team and they can beat you. And that's not even talking about the, you know, two games against the chargers. And then you've got two more division games. So the Broncos have to come out of the gate strong and build some wins. Cause I think that second half is going to be tough, you know, depending on, Obviously, things can change with injuries on other teams, and maybe they've you know lost a quarterback or something like that. That can happen. But if everything stays equal, the first half they need to they need to make hay for sure. Yeah, first half again, come right out of the gate swinging. First half, it's yeah. Again, especially that first quarter. Again, that that first quarter is going to tell us all we need to know, and it'll tell us if we're ready for the Chiefs, the Chiefs right. at all, right? Of again, I know. With Sean Payton, we have a better chance of snapping that streak against the Chiefs, but that first quarter is definitely going to let us know, you know, moving forward how the Broncos perform. And that that game in it's in Kansas City on uh, Thursday night football. Anything can happen, right? Yep. Thursday night football. It's that's gonna. It could be. You never know. You never know what's gonna happen. It could be a huge win for the Broncos. It could. You know. You never know. Those Thursday night games are oftentimes you just. You know, you, you just don't know what to expect. It's uh, abnormal oftentimes from teams that usually should win. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but I'm looking forward to a strong start to the season. We've got Leroy Williams coming here with a question about Isaiah Simmons. He says, do you think the Broncos should go after Isaiah Simmons from the Cardinals? I heard he might be a June 1st cut and he's still under his rookie contract. The reason why I say no is because Vance Joseph didn't get the most out of Isaiah Simmons to begin with. And he's the defensive coordinator. I mean, if you could get him for nothing, sure. I mean, throw him in there. He's, he's was supposed to be this generational talent that could be, can attack from every, everywhere. And that didn't develop. And I, I put a lot of that blame on Vance Joseph. He's your defensive coordinator. I, I don't see, I don't see the point of going after him. If it's, you know, if it's going to cost you anything. And on top of it, you kind of have that, a little bit different versatile piece in Drew Sanders. Let's see what Vance Joseph can do with Drew Sanders first before trying to go out and trade for uh, Isaiah Simmons. Now, if he's cut and you can bring him in for an easy, you know, for not a, a big contract, 
yeah, I'm with you. Just don't trade any talent for him because I think he already wasted it with Vance Joseph. Thank you, Leroy, for your question. You know, we appreciate you. And I, I agree, Thomas. It's We already have an Isaiah Simmons. on. The, we drafted an Isaiah Simmons with Drew Sanders. Um, so that, that type of player is already on the roster and, you know, use them. Let, 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 let's use Drew Sanders. You know, he can play all over the field, um, and just kind of get the most bang for your buck out of our young guys, out of our rookies. Isaiah Simmons was a great prospect coming out of Clemson. Um, you know, he did show flashes, but I felt as though to your point, Vance Joseph did not use him to his full potential. And if he's brought to Denver, you run that same risk <laughs> of him not being used to his full potential. And then not only that, we already have Josie Jewell on the roster. We have Alex Singleton. Now we have Drew Sanders. It's like, well, wh wh where is he going to play? And also with the contract, it's, I think Isaiah Simmons will, I wouldn't say he will demand a heavy penny, but you know, he, he's going to, probably command a few coins to where I just don't think it's wise for the Broncos um, to pay up for it. So um, yeah. I'm right there with you where I think we're good with Drew Sanders and the, and the inside linebacker stable that we have now. We've got Austin H coming in here asking us what game Ron and Thomas, do you think is possible is a possible trap game? If any, well, I'll just say, I hope Sean Payton is, has them ready for any game, right? I hope that there isn't a trap game, but I'll, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a trap game to start out. The Broncos have to start winning, right? They, so the first half of that season, they're, they're going to be treating every game uh, like they need to, to win. Uh, and that's a, a tough opponent because they just haven't been winners. They haven't been winners. So you can't, but if they do win some games in that first half and they go into the second half of the season, I could see them waltzing into the Houston Texans and thinking they can win and, and then blowing that game. Not that they would, but that, I mean, if I'm thinking about it that way, because that second half of the season, you got some solid teams and then you got kind of Houston in the middle there. If, if, if it were my money, that'd be the one I would bet on. I just hope that it doesn't happen. It's like we, uh, we do have the same break <laughs> as well. Thank you, Austin. And yeah, I, I think, you know, I think that, yeah, that comes, we, we get Houston way later down the schedule. I think it's uh week 13. So, you know, I can see the Broncos, you know, maybe on a winning streak, you know, maybe they beat Buffalo and they're riding high. And then come week 13 for Houston, you know, they, they, they crap the bed. So, you know, I, I could definitely see something like that happening. But you're right. I, I think if the coaching gets them prepared, you know, they can be they can be ready for any game this year. Um Obviously, I'm not predicting them going 17 to 0, but <laughs> one of those things where, with the right pieces in place with Peyton, we can go any game. We can go into any game saying that we have a chance to win. Yeah. Whereas though now, you know, back in the past, we 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 didn't have that. We were scared for our lives for a lot of those games previously. But now, um, you know, the Broncos should definitely be encouraged with the coaching that they can go in and, and beat any opponent. But yeah, I definitely see the Houston one being that that trap game because. I mean, granted, they do have a lot of new pieces with D'Amico Ryan there at the helm and the drafting now C.J. Stroud. You know, on paper, those people shouldn't scare you, but you just never know. You never know. You never know. And I just want to give a shout out to Patrick Wiltsey coming in, saying aloha, Tom and Ron. I'm assuming from Hawaii. So we got another uh, 
you know, someone coming from uh, from outside the continental U.S. Uh, so thank you. And uh, we're all family when it comes to Broncos. It doesn't matter where you are. We were getting a, we're getting a lot of comments in here about people thinking that we can sweep the, or the Broncos can sweep the Raiders. Now, we the schedule just came out, right, Ron? The schedule, we'll try and hit it a little bit here before we end the show. If the Broncos sweep the Raiders and can split with the Chargers and the Chiefs, that sets them up to be in a pretty good position to make a run at the playoffs, in my mind. I think they have been the biggest reason. There's a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest, they couldn't really compete in the division. I know that they've got some wins against the Chargers kind of surprisingly, but they've really mu- pretty much have been beaten up in the division, which puts them behind uh, right away. Mm-hmm. But if they can, that that means that they've already, they're already four and two, mm-hmm. right? And then they've got some pretty easy, on paper, some pretty easy opponents. And, you know, if you can, in my mind, if, if you can do that, if the Broncos can do that, they can beat Washington. They can beat New York at home, the Jets, right? And they can beat Green Bay, which do- doesn't look to be like a formidable opponent in my mind uh, this year. I think they're, you know, they've lost Aaron Rodgers. They got a new quarterback in Jordan Love. I, I think that's a winnable game, especially at home. And then, you you know, if you got Cleveland at home and you go on the road to Houston, hopefully it's not a trap game. Well, is that another five wins right there? That's a nine wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not even really stretching it. I'm talking about if they can do that in the division, they can really make a push for the playoffs. If they can't do that in the division, they may be on the outside looking in. What What are your thoughts, Ron, on kind of how that, I know we are a little hit on a little bit, but do you think that the Broncos, I mean, have a favorable schedule? They do. I think the schedule is very favorable. And, you know, four and two in the division is on track for a playoff run. You know, it's just going to be dependent on obviously how these other games take shape. And they're very, they're very good games, very winnable games here when you look at the schedule with, you know, the Commanders, um, the Bears, the Packers. I even think the Vikings. I'm, I'm not really scared of the Vikings at all. So that's a winnable game. And it's a Sunday night game at Empower Field. Uh, the Browns, as you mentioned, the Texans. Detroit, I'm a little nervous with, but I think we can. I think we can actually beat Detroit. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's it's not too far off base saying that nine wins is the floor. Uh, my prediction when I looked at the opponents was ten and seven. Um, I, I think from this schedule, the Broncos can definitely uh, yield ten wins for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into our predictions, you know, as we get farther into training camp and preseason and what we really think the Broncos can do. But when you look at this on paper, you look at there's some winnable games. Now, if the Broncos get injured like they did last year, you know, all bets are off. But if they can stay healthy and that's been their that has been the the worst part. I mean, in my mind, they've just lost too much talent. And even with a bad coach or even with a good coach, if you lose your talent, it's hard to win. And so I think that the Broncos, if they can stay healthy, they can make some noise. I I love the schedule that came out. I think there's some really tough games. They still have to get over that AFC West hump. I mean, they have to win. They have to win the games they have to win, that they should win. And in my mind, that's two against the Raiders, one against the Chargers, and they have to figure out a way to beat the Chiefs. If they can do that, they're sitting pretty. They, in fact, 
I would even say if they can do that, they can push for the division title. That's mm-hmm. how confident I am in the rest of the games on the schedule on paper. That's from right now. I think the Broncos have improved the areas that they needed to improve, Ron. Like they they needed to improve the offensive line. They did that. They needed to uh, you know, help Russell Wilson. They did that with Sean Payton and a better offensive line. I think they've improved their special teams. Their special teams have been abysmal. And I think they did that. I think their defense is still solid. So I think all these moves that they've made have made them a better team. Now, Grandy Gregory has to stay on the field. That's a huge key. He has to stay on the field. They need that pass rush from him and Browning. I think that's going to be key. If they can stay healthy, this team can really make a push that will surprise people for the most part. Yes, you bring up some great points. And not only the defense and, you know, Randy Gregory and Brand Browns on the field, but we have to make sure Russell Wilson plays like Russell Wilson that we know. Yes. And, you know, with Sean Payton at the helm, we would expect for Russell Wilson to play like how he used to. But, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. But if Russell Wilson listens to Payton, you know, they start to vibe on offense. The defense will follow suit, and I expect good things from this team. And don't, and don't even take out the realm of the possible. To your point, Thomas, they can be going for that division. It wouldn't surprise me if we get to those twelve and thirteen wins, possibly. Yeah, right? that's possibly. A, we have a good yeah. To do it. So it could it could happen. It's a stretch to think that they could do that because there's still some holes on this team. But like I said earlier, you know they're. You never know by the end of the season what's happened to other teams. It's happened to the Broncos. They keep getting injured and, you know, they keep falling off. If the pendulum swings the other way and they're able to take advantage of some injured teams and beat them, it's it's not impossible. We've seen teams go from first to uh, worst to first many times in the past. It can happen. I'm not going to be I'm not going to. I'm not going to be uh, solid on the 12 wins until I start seeing them actually doing it on the field. But when I look out on paper, I think they could get to 10 wins. I really do. Yes. Yeah. All right, Ron, we're at the top of the hour. Anything else you want to cover before we uh, we end this show and say goodbye to everybody that jumped in the chat? Well, thank you guys for joining us. And again, the rookie mini camp was great to watch today. Expect, you know, more of the same and expect these uh, these new players to just come in and and do well um you know hoping for more to kind of see as they go through your training camp and such and we should be encouraged and as keith mentions here smash the like button share 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 and for goodness sake subscribe so please make yeah. sure you're tuning into all of our channels all of our cast podcasts during the week and subscribe to all of them yeah thanks keith for coming in i know you've started a a podcast as well so go check out keith's podcast i believe you i'm not sure when you're on keith but uh yeah check it out and yeah thank you to everybody in the chat thank you for all the support thanks for being here on a saturday night i know there's plenty of things to do but it is exciting we're starting to get broncos back and i'm excited for the season again cautiously optimistic but i'm hoping that uh that we're going to see the Broncos get back to their winning ways, the winning ways of old. So thank you all very much. Have a great rest of your weekend. And uh, as always, good luck to the Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.